we wanted to welcome everybody to our first podcast of the TIP, the Impression Podcast. I'm here with my co-hosts, Ryan Harrison, and my other, Ray Sammons. Perfect, perfect, perfect. We wanted to bring you guys here today to actually discuss the dynamics of health, wealth, and life. These gentlemen sitting right next to me are symbolic of each of their own in aspirations of entrepreneurship, business knowledge, financial knowledge, and much, much more. And that is a lot that we're trying to be able to provide to the show. With that being said, I do want to give it to these, these gentlemen right now to be able to introduce themselves uh, a little bit more into their trade before we actually get into the Q&A. Ryan, will you take the floor? Uh, well, thank you, my friend. Uh, so my name is Ryan Harrison. I am 27 years old, originally from the East Coast, uh, Central Maryland, we'll say. Recently moved out here to SoCal in March of this year. So I've been out here for about seven months, going on eight. Uh, and it's been a great journey so far. I am a sports performance coach at self-made training facility in Temecula. I work with middle school, high school, and collegiate athletes, uh, specifically help them strength train in a way to avoid injury, avoid and prevent injury, and at the same time, be able to perform at their best both on and off the court of the field. I also am the owner of Viva More Travel, a travel agency looking to inspire uh, other individuals to see a different perspective and outlook on life through travel. So, you know, you're all inclusive trips, you know, to the Caribbean, Mexico, DR, Jamaica, I'm your guy. And then finally, I actually am a published author as of February. Uh, me and my best friend from high school wrote a self-help book called The Next Chapter, uh, which like I said, is a self-help book looking to help others cope and navigate through different transitions in life. So I'm excited to be here with you guys. I'm looking forward to uh, the journey we're about to take together. And I appreciate you having me here. That's what I'm talking about, Ryan. We, definitely, we got to di divvy down a little bit about that book. I, I really want to hear about it. Yeah, for sure. You know, definitely, uh, if we can, let's try to put that up uh, via our Instagram, our Facebook. Um, and, and if you guys are on that order, uh, let's try to be able to post your website on, on that thing. Okay. Sounds like a plan. I love right. it. All right on, right on. Mo moving across here. Oh, man. Ray. All right. Ray Salmon's the fourth, because uh, the Roman Good. numeral is important. Um, so I'm also from the East Coast, just like Ryan over here. I'm from Delaware, Smyrna, Delaware, small town in a small state. Uh, wound up going to college from uh, Penn State University. Uh, background for criminal justice. And I also did my uh, Navy ROTC scholarship while I was there. So what that meant was, is when I graduated, I wound up going into the Navy, officer in the Navy. I've done 10 and a half years as an officer in the Navy. I'm currently a Lieutenant. I'm working on my transition period uh, towards getting out of the Navy. Um, tons of great things give me life experience. I've been on two and a half different deployments, everywhere from Hong Kong, Dubai, Singapore, Australia, kind of all over. I've gotten to see, you know, a lot of what we're going to talk about today with health and fitness from different cultures and what they value and stuff. And that's kind of where I got introduced into the fitness lifestyle. So I went from a measly 110 pounds to about 185 pounds in one deployment. And I have never looked back. Um, so coming back most recently from my last deployment, 
a little bit of life struggles kind of come up and I'm in the gym, my, my happy place. And I looked at the, uh, the leader of the trainers and I said, what would you, what would you do if, if I got certified personal trainer? He goes, I'd hire you. And three days later, I, uh, I'm a certified personal trainer working <laughs> at a Esporta Fitness off of Cal Oaks up in Marietta. So I've got somewhere close to 50 different clients right now that I entertain, um, some in group training, some in one-on-ones. And uh, even more recently, I've started my financial career uh, working for a company named Virtue, uh, getting certified as a financial expert so I can help families and friends with their financial success. So that's pretty much my background. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, I, I don't get an introduction. Oh, I mean, we, we can introduce you, but... <laughs> so the prettiest member of the panel in the center sure. here is our good friend Zavi. He's kind of been bringing me and Ryan together and collaborating this impression podcast that we got going on. Uh, Zavi, tell us a little bit about yourself. I appreciate it, my guy. Thank you, my guy. Uh, uh, about me, my, my name is Isaiah Xavier Carey, but everybody calls me Zavi. You know, we broke that down. I'm from Pompano Beach, Florida, and I've been an aspiring entrepreneur for a very long time. Uh, currently serving in the military, United States Marine Corps. Uh, been in this gun, gun club, as we so can say, uh, since 2006. Uh, still, still continuing strong, but uh, decided back in 2019 uh, to start my first company, uh, Zavi Exclusives, uh, which is a business hub where we logistically connect our clients with a diverse range of different businesses to help them promote their business a little bit more efficiently. Um, the second company that was built is Lunar Modeling Agency right out of Okinawa, Japan and abroad. Uh, we've, we have very, very diverse models in that in that area of expertise and they're continuing uh continuing to go for the gold over there in lovely japan uh we are even inspiring to bring that derivative or that subsidiary here as well uh migrating on well you know i do have my own clothing line as well called suede x uh suede x is one of one of the newest initiatives which started off as a italian leather and suede shoe company uh but we decided to migrate and actually promote regular uh clothing as well as um higher quality clothing that's used from different materials from around the world as well each one of those products are very very exclusive in nature and they get removed from the market yearly so if you don't catch it early you're not going to catch it we remove it from the market the last company is middle llc uh, basically what we deal with is busy and disorganized business owners that have a hard time uh, managing their company and at that time frame we come in and we actually provide a fully robust middle management aspect that we can plug and play to different companies to be able to support them uh, across the board you know it's not just the businesses that that make the man mm -hmm. is is ultimately the man's character so gentlemen i truly appreciate having you both on a show men of high caliber professionals and let's make the right impression let's do it yes sir cool let's do it uh just hopping on in here uh we we got some questions uh that that have been composed by our staff uh, a little bit of the audience so i do want to be able to dive in deep across the board um kind of kind of looking in here uh the first question that's on the toggle is 
the startup. When coming into the startup, everyone is asking, how? How do I do this? How do I jumpstart my career? With you guys being experts in athletics and personal training, how did you guys get started? I'm going to start with who wants to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. I already kind of started in my in my uh, intro alluded to kind of what jump started me getting into it. And I would say that it's the very first step is just getting certified as a personal trainer is doing the research, finding which certification because there's so many out there between ISSA, which is how I got certified. I have some friends that did NASM. Um, I think there's a couple new ones that came through, but just being able to do the research behind it, find out what you need in order to be certified and then just taking the steps to do it. So the gym that I was talking to, they kind of work with ISSA a lot. They told me, um, call this one guy, every, everybody's got a guy. So you call, you call the guy, his name's Dom. I said, Dom, I want to do this thing. And he said, okay. Well, you're military you're gonna work for esporta so we'll give you a package deal so i've been buying them four certifications at a time and like i said as soon as it's there then you get logged onto the site and you look at what you need and you read the material and like i said three days later i was certified so it's that's that's the step you need to take you if, if you want it you got to go out and you got to go out and get it and and get the certification first and foremost will we call that a cheat code I, I would say it's a cheat code, uh, even amongst a lot of people that, you know, I work out with or that they want to be like, I want to be a trainer or even an influencer or like just post their own workouts. I'm like, well, go get certified. Here's how you do it. And they're like, uh, uh, and I'm like, that, that's, you gotta, you gotta do that first. Like that seems to be the number one holdup because there's a little bit of monetary value that goes behind buying that certification, but that's what you got to plan for, especially if you want to, you got to spend a little money to make a little money. At, at least that's my understanding. Hmm. Spend a, spend a little, make a little. Sounds like an investment. Definitely an investment. Speaking of investments, the, the next question that's really going to be on the helm is, you know, what steps did you take Ryan in order to really start creating your business? Mm-hmm. So I've been a personal trainer for about six years, six and a half years, I'd say. And I started while I was at the collegiate level um, when I was completing my bachelor's at the University of Maryland in kinesiology. And I guess to start everything, I was actually, I worked at the gym back in my hometown, which was about 30 minutes from school. And I go back home to work on the weekends and I'd work out and I'd you know, if someone was doing something in the gym and they they need a little help or a little assistance, I would, you know, maybe guide them in the right direction uh, not be too evasive and be like, hey, you're doing it wrong. But like, hey, like if you did this or that, you might feel it differently or hey, try to keep your chest up a little bit more, your shoulders back, whatever it may be. And the personal training director actually came up to me. She's like, Ryan, when you when you going to get your training certification? And honestly, I was like, I never even thought about it. I was like, uh, health and fitness always been a big part of my life. Uh, I've been an athlete for as long as I could remember, competed in a number of sports, soccer, lacrosse, uh, basketball in high school, transitioned to track. And then in college, I competed in track and field in the javelin event. Uh, but it was never my idea to work, you know, personal training until she instilled that in my brain that, oh, okay, maybe I can actually make an impact and help a lot of people. Uh, so she took me through the certification process, allowed me to take on clients while I was still in school and while I was still competing in track and field at the university level. And um, next thing I knew when I got out, uh, it was, what do I want to do? 
you know, health and fitness, kinesiology, there's a lot of different directions you can go in. And I recognize that, you know, in high school and college, I had really two standout coaches that really made an impact on my life. One, my high school JV lacrosse coach, I never played lacrosse in my life. And he gave me that opportunity to play. I wasn't good at it to start, but I started to pick it up because I was athletic (laughs) and fundamentals started to come together. Uh, But he saw something in me and I did. And for him to do that my freshman year made a huge impact on me the rest of my years in high school and then the rest of my life. And then my collegiate strength coach, my sophomore year at a private strength conditioning coach. And he showed me kind of the right way to do it. There's a lot of wrong in strength and conditioning and health and fitness. I think Ray Mm -hmm. can uh, attest to that. There's a lot of wrong. (laughs) So... (laughs) I noticed uh, the way that he was able to help athletes and work with high school collegiate athletes and the way that he interacted with them. Between those two coaches, I recognized there were some good coaches out there and I wanted to be able to carry on those type of lessons and be able to make that impact for the next generation. Not something I had really growing up until I got to that level. Uh, So it made a huge difference on my life and I wanted to be able to give back to them. So over time, um, I recognized that hey, this is more of a career than a job, right? And with a career comes other responsibilities. You got to look at it from a marketing sense. You got to look at your financial side, uh, your lead generation, treating it like a business instead of, hey, I'm just an employee or, hey, personal training is just a job. So I think that transition mentally was one of the first things. The certification is important too. I think finding your niche and finding which directions you want to get into and be able to utilize the educational resources outside and to be able to bring that back as in addition to learning from other trainers. Uh, but I think was finding your niche, finding a place that allowed you to grow and develop and then bringing them that back in a full circle and recognizing the impact that you'd be able to make on other people's lives. And I think treating it like a business, like I said earlier, compared to being employed by a place really allowed me to take that next step into recognizing there was more that I could do and more mm-hmm. that I'm willing to do for so this I, industry. I think from from both of us, what really started making it a business is when we had we had all this knowledge and we, we've been training buddies and helping out. And finally, somebody looked at us someday and said, uh, you probably make some money doing this. And we were like, yeah. And then you just take the passion and you move it with the knowledge base. And when passion meets knowledge base, like I've told everybody, I, I've been doing the personal training for real, in quotation marks, air quotations, uh, <laughs> since May. And now I already have that 50 plus clientele base, like I said, and, and it's almost like I, I'm not even working. I'm enjoying every second that I'm there because when, when you're around and one of your clients runs up and goes, guess how much I lifted today or guess my cholesterol's down this amount or you know, guess, uh, guess what my new PR is or I, I lost X amount of pounds or my body fat percentage is this. It's like you, you're surrounded by goals. And they're like trying to attribute it to you. I was like, no, that's, it's all you and your hard work. I just steered the ship. I just kind of helped point you in that direction. So when you start having the passion paired with the knowledge base that we've attributed, that's when it's like, okay, now, now it's career time. Now it's business time. Now let's, now let's label this thing and actually start going because you see the, the demand for what is needed. Yeah. He makes a good point on that. If you find your passion you'll never have to work another day in your life. And I truly attest to what Ray had said was, I never go in now at this point in my career, not my job, in my career saying, I don't want to do this or like I have to train that person. Now you you get the opportunity to train that person. And especially since I've moved out here and found 
refound my passion and got back into personal training because I took a little bit of pause on it when I first got out here. I recognized that like I wake up every morning being grateful for this because there are a lot of people that go to work hating their job. They do it for the paycheck. They do it for the benefits. And that's all cool. And I respect that. But I, I never wanted to be normal. I never wanted the nine to five. I wanted to do something. I wake up every morning and gets me out of bed that I get to do it, that I have that I'm grateful for that opportunity. And that passion, like Ray said, will drive you that much farther in life, not just even professionally, yeah. but personally, relationships, other business opportunities, networks, connections. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, I think, why we're all sitting here together is because we, we found passions that are similar and surrounding ourselves with like-minded people. See, that that's what I'm talking about across the board is we're, we're legacy builders. That's, that's ultimately what you're bringing together. You're bringing your expertise and you're bringing that know-how, that character all together to create an aspect for the future. With that being said, as you guys are, you know, p- participating, you know, and I use participation as a means of a give and a take. That give and that take is very, very important because you're you're providing a service to your client, yes, but it's conducive towards their healthy life, their living. Mm-hmm. And you're also coaching them in a manner that they might have had a bad day. They needed an outlet. You gave them that outlet. Yep. Definitely have had people come in saying they had a bad day. For they, sure. But that's step one. Have a bad day. Go to mm-hmm. the gym. Correct your day. That's, that's a good way to fix it. So that kind of alludes to our, our next question that's here. What is some of the, I guess you could say, steps a person should make towards pursuing that that career field and what are some of the shortfalls and obstacles that you guys face when getting into that that personal training or the athletics so i would say that a little bit of this is and again we're kind of falling right down the avalanche ryan alluded to it a little bit the the psychological and the mental space and kind of where you're at so at the end of the day i tell people too they don't think of it this way but being a personal trainer or doing something in the fitness field, it's it's customer service. It's it's customer service in the fact that you every client is different. You're catering to every client. You got to understand they have the the moods and the feelings and the emotions that are tied to different things when they come in for that day, and they all have different goals. And you're helping somebody get there. I have different clients that'll come in, and I'll say, what what do we what do we feel like doing today? What what muscle group is you really feeling like you're going to get something good out of? And he'll say. Well, I'm thinking about this muscle group. And then he looks at me and he goes, what's on the menu? And I, I kind of dice it up and give him what's on the menu. There's so many different exercises you could do per muscle group. But understanding that if me and Ryan are working at the same gym, we might uh, have a client and I train them once or twice. And then the next time you see them come in, they're training with Ryan. And it has nothing to do with being like, oh, man, what, what, did they, what didn't they like about what I was training or did I say something wrong? It's just understanding that other people, sometimes you need to have a good fit, right? We all have our favorite bar. We all have our cheers. It's not that the other bars aren't that good. It's just that you prefer the environment or the fit that you have with somebody else. So preparing your mental headspace to be able to go into this this business and to be like, it is a business and kind of mm. gear it that way. Um, how am I going to do it? How am I going to you know entertain? How am I going to market myself? That's a good one. Because I had, and still do have, People that are like, what if you, what if you stopped working at a corporate gym? What if you just went to your own gym, like created your own like garage? Like, why don't you work out your garage and just make more money that way? A, it's a learning experience. Everybody's got to take the baby steps of understanding how a gym works. But B, on the uh, 
the other side of it, it's, you know, you gotta, guys gotta wait and see how that, that falls out with, with people. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, so I guess he touched on the, the first part of it, uh, first part of the question, which is the steps to take and how you approach kind of a career in this field. I'll touch on the second side with the shortcomings and the obstacles that I think a lot of individuals face within the health and fitness industry, especially uh, with a career in personal training. Uh, I'll focus on two major ones. I think the first one, and I think I could speak for Ray too, is the, um, the idea of understanding your value and your worth. I think a lot of places um, downgrade the price of personal training. Uh, but I also think a lot of clientele and customers do the same. I have this regularly because I work at a gym where you set your own prices. Um, and there are other gyms like a sporter because I've been there too. They set the price and then the company will pay you back. But the biggest thing in my area is when people ask for my pricing, uh, some of them will be like, oh, well, I can't really do this. Can you do this? And they try to counter or they try to negotiate. Um, and I will... Be the first i'll be the first to say that i've done that for some people i recognize that my main goal is to help people and if they can't meet where meet me where i need them to be financially but they have a good heart they have the drive they really want to make this work i'm willing to try to cut them a deal and make them work because i know it'll pay off in the end and yeah. i'm i want to help them first off but there are other people who just want to negotiate price haggle and i don't know why people think that's like but it's become a normal thing within personal training i've seen it across the board and it's like favorite burger place like red robin bj's brew house whatever it may be you don't go to the waiter and be like excuse me sir like this burger is priced 15 dollars, but i really think it's worth 11 can can we do that instead or like if you go to a mechanic and they give you a quote to fix your car you're like ah i don't i can't pay that but i could do this can can you do that and i think it, it's it's interesting how that works but knowing your value and what you provide personal training is a luxury to be honest yeah. and just like any other service that you'd pay massage therapy um anything else within the health and fitness uh you know physical therapy whatever it may be um you need to be able to understand your worth and value and know that you're providing them something beyond just the physical component like ray said the mental side being able to help them on their bad days being they i've helped clients more mentally than I probably help physically, but they see how the mental gains will help their physical gains and so on and so forth. Yeah. So I think the first part, and I'll let Ray chime in on this too, but knowing your worth and knowing your value, it's constantly questioned within this industry as a mm. you, you know what I call that when people want to haggle? I call it the Burger King syndrome <laughs> because everybody wants to have it their way. And, and that's just not how it works. I'll, I'll never forget coming home from a deployment and somebody was at McDonald's and they're like, I have a Big Mac take out everything that makes it a Big Mac and just give me a cheeseburger. I'm like, this isn't Burger King. I've waited six months for some chicken nuggets, man. Just just get out of the line. But uh, yeah, they do do the same thing. Uh, they do the same thing with personal training. And part of it is, you know, going to the fast food industry because at a lot of different, on the corporate side, you're making the same pay hourly as a fast food worker. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, this must not be that important because somebody at McDonald's makes more than you. Especially at a sporta. <laughs> I'm still working for them. <laughs> Anyways, um, so you move them forward. Um, that just, you kind of, you got to change it. Then you have all the other different, you know, negative connotations about the gym. Somebody's like, oh, if I go in there, everyone's looking at me. 
you know, I don't want to go in there because the, the, I call it the big boy and big girl room where all the steel is and people were, look like Arnold Schwarzenegger just lifting stuff um, where they hide mostly. And they're like, that room's intimidating. I'm like, well, everybody in that room would be happy to see you walk in there and try and probably give you pointers. It's just, there's a lot of negative stigmas around that side of wellness. Like when you say gym, I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to do that. Well, then how do you make it fun for them? And part of where I was going back earlier is, is you're marketing yourself. So like, yeah, you could put another gym up anywhere. You could put another Planet Fitness or, you know, any Sporta or what's another one? I, I don't even know anymore. Planet Fitness Crunch. 19, Crunch. EOS, Crunch. Yeah. All of those, all those chains and you could, you could go ahead and put them up anywhere. But, but with personal training, what you're really marketing is Ryan's marketing Ryan and I'm marketing me. And it's all about the experience that you get when you go, you go through that. Um, other shortfalls is just going to be um, clients not wanting not wanting to have the money to pay. It goes into the haggle, which is why I took that other leap into virtue and helping everybody with their financial health. So now it's like, oh, well, you know, I really can't. I don't have the time for personal training. I was like, well, how much Netflix do you watch? First off. Um, and then they're like, oh, well, I don't have the money for personal training. I'm like, okay, so let's walk into this office <laughs> and sit down and have a, have a talk about your finances real quick. You're spending seven nights a week on McDonald's. Woof. <laughs> I was like, by the way, I'm a nutritionist. So <laughs> it's one-stop shopping. It's you gotta, you gotta build what you, what makes sense and keep on the track. And it's like, now there's no excuses. Gotta be able to invest in yourself the same way you invest in your health and invest in your wealth. Invest in yourself. Invest in your health. Invest in your wealth. The trifecta. That is the trifecta. LWH. We got to make that into Sounds an like a episode. slogan right there. Well, gonna, well it's all about making the, <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, it's all about making the right impression. It is. Think about it. Think about it for two seconds. What What is a impression? It is a marking. What is a marking? A symbol. What a symbol is used for to emulate a personal meaning behind something. So in itself, people are, are looking to make the right impression so they can influence the future. They're just, I guess you can say, making little baby steps towards their success to create that imprint so that at least for two seconds, two seconds of fame to make the right impression. Yeah. With that being said, I really thank you guys here, but I really want want you guys to give something back to the audience. What is one thing that you would say to a future entrepreneur or a struggling business owner uh, while pursuing their goals to success? We'll leave it with that. All right, so it's not gonna be a one-parter, it's a two-parter. So <laughs> you're gonna get one and then some. The first one, and it's, if you've ever seen Pursuit of Happiness with Will mm -hmm. Smith, he says to his son, uh, if you have a dream, you got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They're willing to tell you, you can't do it as well. So I think that alludes to any dream. If you have something that you're passionate about, and we talked about this, if you have something you're passionate about, you won't work another day in your life. If you have something passionate, you're, you're passionate about, you're going to go after it with everything you got. And it's going to constantly return itself back to you. So many times I've doubted myself in personal training. Oh, am I a good trainer? Oh, am I going to make a living? All this type of stuff. 
But I'm constantly returning to those same ideas of being able to make an impact on youth athletes, be able to change people's lives, to do something here and now for them that they'll carry on for the rest of their life or into their years. These kids may get a scholarship or a job or, you know, find a spouse, whatever it may be, or they may find their own passion. And I know that I'm going to go after that dream regardless of what anyone else tells me. And it should be the same for you. If you got something you want to do in life, go after it with all you got, which is the second part. If you have that dream, if you have that passion, if you have that desire to go after something, go for it a hundred percent. If you're giving 60%, you're only going to get 60% out of it. You're going to be like, oh, this honestly, this like shit doesn't work. Like, why isn't it? Why am I not there? Well, it's because you're not giving your all and there's no reason to hold back. You know, we'll talk about that and other stuff with mindset and stuff. You know, you have these 24 hours, you're not guaranteed anything past this, but why not give it your all and see if it works? At least at the end of the day, you could be like, ah, I did everything I could and it didn't work out. But make sure in those moments you're giving 110 percent, 100, whatever, whatever your full capacity is. And then some because you'll get a 100 percent, 120 percent of that return. And when you do that and you give it your all high risk, high reward, you're going to go after it. You're going to make the most of it. You're going to not listen to the excuses or the doubts. You're going to do everything you possibly can to make that dream come true. Yep, exactly. And then I'll just capitalize on it because all that's true is about just being a person of action. Um, Did a little bit of reading. One of my favorite books of all time is Plato's Republic. And you get to the allegory of the cave. And for those who don't know, allegory of the cave is this whole concept that if you grow up in a cave your whole life and whatever's passing the front of the cave, whatever shadows they cast, that is what they believe is what they're seeing. The true shapes of what they're seeing, not the, you know, elongated extended versions of whatever a shadow is as long as you're in that cave as long as you have it making that step to leave the cave as long as you are stagnant you're not gonna you're not gonna know what it actually looks like you're gonna be sitting there stuck believing all the negative self-talk you've given yourself about what is going to happen about what personal training looks like about what creating your business looks like about what your financial health could look like you have a skewed blurred vision so get out there. Don't be afraid to leave the safety of the cave and be able to start creating your own business, become an entrepreneur, make some money. Making the right impression. Making the right impression. Making the right impression. Hey, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Ray. Thank you for having thank me. Brian. Of course, of course. And, and you just joined us on our pilot episode for the Impression Podcast. Take care. Yeah.